1989, my thoughts were short, my hair was long. Caught somewhere between a boy and man. She was 17 and she was far from in between. It was summertime in northern Michigan. Well, despite that song, uh, the, the time that I'm about to talk about in northern Michigan was definitely not summer. Thanks for uh, checking back in with the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Guys, I am under the weather, to put it lightly. You know, my son got back from California, and he was sick. Shocker, right? Like, hey, haven't seen you in like 10 days. Now you're sick. Luckily, it was no COVID, no flu. Um, but in the process, I got it. I think I'm on the tail end of it. You know, we did COVID tests. Uh, I did one at home uh, for him, came back negative, but he's a beast, man. He's such a good boy, you know, and we'd still end up going to the doctor uh, to double check, you know, because you never know what those things. And it came back negative there. And then it also came back uh, negative on the flu. So it's just one of those sick little Petri dish viruses that kids have. And for some reason, the chink in the armor was compromised. My I, my armor was compromised and I was sick. I got sick. And I, you know what? I do a lot of good stuff. I drink a ton of water. I eat healthy. I work out. I try not to get sick, but I got it. But I think because of all the vitamins and supplements and all the good stuff I put in my body, I think it's on it the way out. Uh, I'm hoping because I'm going to the gym tomorrow. It's been like three days. So I'm going to the gym and uh, it's just going to have to go away. I've got stuff to do. I don't have time to be sick. I've got a 5K coming up and a stair climb and a half marathon down the road and a a bike race, but we'll talk about that. But I did want to talk about this. Oh, and then I had issues with this podcast that I had to record again. I'm not going to get into that story because it's not worth it, but holy crap. So I'm sick and a little angry today. But when I did this podcast, it was because uh, the weather was cold here in Texas, you know, for that, you know, 48 hours that we got of snow. And it made me think of a lot of cold times back home. Now, when you live in Michigan, you're just used to it. But for some reason, I was looking at the lake, or not the lake, I'm sorry, the pond. And the pond wasn't frozen over. It had had a little, like, I guess, kind of thin layer of ice that I'm sure if a fly walked on, it would break. But it reminded me of thinking about frozen water. And then I thought about the Great Lakes. And then I thought about my trip, one of my trips up north. That's the rabbit hole of my process as I come up with these ideas for the podcast. I just, I just go down Brandon's twisted rabbit hole of memories and dreams and, and figure out what I'm going to do. And this particular one was when we went to Northern Michigan. Now, not just Northern Michigan, but Northern Michigan University, which is in Marquette. Now, if you're not familiar with the layout of Michigan, I'm going to give you a little geography lesson and a quick little, uh, just a little, I don't know, history on, on Northern Michigan University. Hold your right hand up, okay? If you've never seen a map and you're just ignorant, hold your right hand up. If you look at it and kind of fold it like you're going to put your hand in a, in a, in a mitten, in a, in a, not a glove, but mittens, that's Michigan. That's what it looks like. But at the very top of your middle finger, there's a bridge that connects to the upper peninsula, the UP. Okay. That's part of Michigan too. It's almost like, looks like two different States. Michigan's big. It's not Texas big, but it's big. It's got a lot going on. Um, 
it's so close. I mean, it borders on Canada. There's parts of it you can cross over into Canada, Wisconsin, all that. Michigan is huge. Where I was, where I lived, was down closer in the, th- not on the thumb, but in the middle Palm area, so to speak. So for us to drive, and I mind you, I've been to Northern Michigan numerous times. I've been to the UP numerous times. I've got a Mackinac Island. I can't even I can't even tell you how many times. But this Northern Michigan University is across the Mackinac Bridge. And I think you guys have heard me talk about the Mackinac Island Bridge. Mackinac Island Bridge is a gnarly bridge. I hate this bridge. I don't ever want to go across it again. And I feel like it'll be a very long time before I go across it. Uh, it was built in 1957. It's the 26th longest bridge, suspension bridge in the Western Hemisphere, okay? It's, I think it's 26,372 feet. I don't know. It's like five and a half, six miles long, and it's going over the Great Lakes, and you can see the Mackinac Island from there. It's awful, horrible bridge, but it crosses and goes right into St. Ignace, okay? Beautiful country, beautiful area, beautiful camping, hiking, sand dunes, the, the, the Great Lakes. I mean, uh, you name it, I mean... Uh, hunting, beautiful place. And I love going there. I love going in that area, anywhere up north. And then when you get to the UP, it's great because there's up north, which is south of the Mackinac Island Bridge. Once you cross over into the Mackinac Island Bridge, you're in the UP. It's a different world. Seriously, you might as well be in Canada uh, or Wisconsin. And the accents are very, it's like a, a hybrid of Canadian and Wisconsin accent. It's totally unique. But I love it. It's great. And it's a good place to get away. Well, they have a college up there in Marquette, Michigan. And it was established in, uh, I don't know, like the 1900s, 1899. And it's about 8,000, maybe 9,000 kids. Well, my buddy, who was part of the NWO, and I think you guys remember, if you haven't listened to uh, the episode, oh my God, my nose, I hate it. If you haven't listened to the episode of... I think I talk about my buddy Keith. Um, it's where I discuss why we called ourselves the NWO. We're a bunch of nerds, wrestling fans, NWO. That's what we were. Well, Marquette, Michigan is 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 a college town. They got a population of like 20,000 people. Uh, but it is the largest city in the Upper Peninsula, and it's beautiful. It's right located on the shores of Lake Superior, one of the Great Lakes. Now, I know you guys know lakes, and you've seen big lakes, but if you've never been to Michigan, you haven't seen a lake. If all you know for my people in Texas is the lakes around here, you are so missing out. Now, of course, there's other Great Lakes across the country. I'm not putting them down, but there's no Great Lakes like there are in Michigan. Point blank. These are oceans. Same if you've been to Chicago and you see Lake Michigan. It's an ocean. Trust me. This is not a lake that you typically... Uh, just dive in and swim in. You can, but you better be careful where you're at. It better be on a beach and you better be decent weather because even as far as up there in the summertime, it's been known to get cold. And at times it's been known to snow. True story. They've had snow in July up there. I'm not lying to you. It's true. Google it, whatever. But Lake Superior is beautiful. And the other part of Marquette, uh, you can cross over and actually see Lake Michigan, which is super awesome, by the way. So my buddy, and we'll call him, I don't know, we'll just say my buddy. I don't want to drop names. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I just don't feel like it today. 
um, because I don't. <laughs> but my buddy got accepted into Northern Michigan University, and I don't know what he was going to school for, but I do know that he got quite a decent amount of scholarships in Northern Michigan University. And I knew it was far. I had no reason to go there. I didn't know anybody there. Their football team doesn't play Michigan State, so what do I care? And, you know, that was that. But honestly, oh, my God, guys, I'm sorry. My nose, I'm, I'm just awful, just awful. Oh, my God. I should just mute it, okay? There, I just muted myself sniffing. <laughs> this is a mess. Uh, but anyway, but he got accepted up there. And after he got settled in, me and my other buddy, we were all good friends, decided to go visit him, and he was looking forward to it. Now, we knew he was going to meet people because you don't go to college and not meet people. And I'm not saying that some people don't have a hard time when they go to college meeting people, but typically speaking, you don't go to college without meeting people. But it's Northern Michigan. It's not Michigan State. It's not Florida. It's not one of these major schools where there's a, there's a vibe. It's a small school. You know, who knows what he's going to meet? I mean, these girls could look like Sasquatches up there. We don't know. So we decide to go check them out. And we drive, and we're going to stay a couple nights and then head back. Now, from where I lived, it's about a seven and a half hour drive. It took us a little over eight hours because we stopped and stuff and ran into traffic. And when we went, it was not summertime. It was winter. Now, it might not have been like winter. Actually, I think it was February, if I'm not mistaken. I'm 99. Let me double check. Oh man, my nose is killing me, guys. Um, so it was February, actually. It, it, it was. And we went in February. So February is cold in Michigan. Like right now, it's almost, you know, the middle of February. I think back home where my parents was the other day, it was like 30 degrees, I think. But when you look at current weather now in Marquette, Michigan, it's like 13 degrees. So it could be 40 where my parents are. Um, but then you go further north, the temperature drops, and it gets cut in half. I mean, it's cold. And then you got to figure that the, uh, okay, so right now they're having a heat wave. Wow. They're having a heat wave. Can you believe that? No. Anyway, I say heat wave because it's 25. Um, <laughs> but... When you think about how cold it is, think about the lakes and how cold they are and how big they are because they don't warm up. You, know, you can have 60, 70 degrees out there, but that lake's still going to feel like it's 26. Right now, there it's uh, 26 degrees in Marquette, but it's going to be a low of uh, six tonight. So there you go. Definitely cold up there in Marquette, Michigan. So we're driving and we're prepared. Look, we're used to snow. We're used to it being cold. We're used to all that. It's not a big deal. But we get up there and we make our way through the university. It's not big, but it is pretty. We find a parking lot. It's the only parking lot that has like guest parking that we know of. And it's kind of late at night. I mean, not too late, but kind of late. We're calling our buddy. Again, no FaceTime, text messaging, yeah, but we're out in the middle of nowhere. Our cell phones are hardly working. I mean, they are, but they're not. 
I think at the time, the iPhone wasn't even out yet when we went. I mean, I had my Verizon. It wasn't a flip phone. I still remember this phone. This phone was really cool. Um, But you weren't taking videos. I mean, you could take some pictures maybe, but you weren't getting a hold of people. So we had to try to find out where he was staying. And his directions were crap. And he's kind of just one of those dudes who will walk around in circles and doesn't care if he's lost. Well, as we park, we hear these girls yelling, oh my God, what's up? And we're like, where are they coming from? And we look up at one of the buildings and the girls are hanging out the window. There's like two of them and they're yelling at us because there's nobody else in the parking lot. And so we're like, what's up? You know, can you buzz us in as we get down there? And they're drunk, clearly drunk, yelling. Well, they welcomed us to Northern Michigan University. Shirts up, their goods out. And I'm like, okay, well, this is, if this is how the weekend is going to start, we are in for a treat. (laughs) Needless to say, they came down and buzzed us in and uh, they were much better from the second floor. That's all I'm going to say. They were much better looking from the second floor, but I appreciate the welcoming committee. You know, I don't get that when I walk into my apartment. Although if I walked into my apartment and there was strange girls flashing me that I didn't know were there, that I might be a little worried after, you know, initially. So we get in there and, you know, our buddy's showing us around and he's staying in a dorm. It's his first year. And you know, in college, you know what dorms are. Some dorms are bigger than others, but typically they're not that big. This was exceptionally small. Now, I don't know. I don't know if they have changed those uh, dorms since then. I, I, I have no idea. Um, but I will tell you this. He had a bunk bed and he's a pretty big dude. His roommate was small. So I guess it worked out. They had TV, they had a little tiny desk. He had like a, a bed desk, they had a little tiny fridge and a micro. Um, and that was about it. Like, I don't know where he put his clothes. I couldn't see. I mean, it was small in there and it was him, uh, his roommate and one other dude. And I'm like, bro, we can't sleep in here. Like I'm going to have to just sleep on a couch in the commons area or something. And so we're talking, he's like, Hey, we're going to get going. You guys ready to roll? And we're like, yeah, we're hungry. He's like, cool. We'll go downtown, get a bite to eat. And we'll hit up the bars. Obviously we're in a college town. Nobody's IDing anybody. We're old enough, but he isn't, but he didn't seem worried one bit. He's like, Hey, I need you to go get my friends. There are two doors down on the left. It says like Jenny on the door. I don't know what her name was. And I'm like, cool. Mind you, I don't know anybody, but if they, again, welcome me like these lovely ladies did, we're going to be just fine. So I go down, doors open. Everybody's doors open in college at most places, not all the time. But if they're chilling, I mean, they're open. Music's on, people are eating, people are walking around. It's a vibe. It's a vibe for sure. And, uh, oh, this nose, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to get through this podcast right now. I just want to tell you that. You should really appreciate my efforts here. Um, so we're, you know, I, I walk in, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, my buddy's friend. I'm not going to say his name. We'll just call him, we'll call him Brian. I'm Brian's friend. Brandon, what's up? And there's like three or four girls in there. And the room is decked out in some weirdness. They're listening to a cross between like 70s funk disco stuff that I, I I don't know what it is. I don't even know if it had lyrics. 
and they're watching something that's not anime, but it almost looks like a cartoon, but it, every now and then it would flash with like subtitles. And I'm like, what, what goes on in this school? But then I'm thinking to myself, if you're that far North, you don't have many choices. Like what if this is their only channel, this weird cartoon subtitled anime, strange Roger rabbit type film. That's, that's what you got to watch. So, you know, this girl goes, all right, I'll be right there. And I see her kind of arched in the corner. And I'm like, what is she doing? I thought maybe she was like painting her nails or I don't know. And she's shooting, she's shooting up. She's got a needle. And I'm like, what? Now, look, you want to do drugs. You want to smoke weed. You want, I don't care. Look, I've done them back in the day. That's fine. I've never dealt with, I mean, I'm not saying I haven't seen it. I don't do that. I don't cross over into that situation. Never have, never will. Um, not to mention, I hate needles. Needles needles freak me out. I hate them. I'll get tattoos all day. But I'm watching this girl and I'm like, dude, if this is his friend, I hope that my buddy Brian is not partaking in it. Like, I'm going to have to have like a come to Jesus moment with this guy because there's no way. Like, he wants to smoke weed and drink, I whatever. I don't mess with that stuff. And I look at her and I'm like, you okay? And I'm trying to get a vibe, right? But she's like, yeah, I just need to do this. And I'm like, okay, do you sure? And she's like, if I don't, like I'm in trouble. And I look at her and I'm like, oh, and I look at the needle. It's really small, right? And I'm like, uh, uh, oh. So yeah, she wasn't shooting up heroin, guys. Uh, no, she uh, was diabetic. <laughs> it was just some insulin. So everybody's safe. Please continue to do your insulin, okay? But don't worry about Brandon's Detroit heroin uh, eyes, thinking that you're, you're shooting up and my buddy's about to, you know, be some some head or something, you know? So we gather up and we roll out. And I was like, are we going to drive? And they're like, yeah, because it's not that far, but it's kind of cold. So we pile in two cars and we just drive about a mile. Now, downtown Marquette is really nice uh, for a small town. The road, however, it reminds me of like a San Francisco road. It's it's on a hill. Like the sidewalks are on a hill. It's Most of it's on a hill. And there's like three or four bars. There's a movie theater, some shops. Like it was a really cool downtown. We went to this first bar, and I don't know the name of it, but it was like nobody there. There's like six people. And we're just hanging out. And we're asking the bartender like, hey, why is it nobody here? And they're like, oh, it's going to get really cold tonight. Plus they got the jump tomorrow. And we're like, what do you, what do you mean jump? And they're like, oh, they got the, the plunge, the polar bear plunge tomorrow. So a lot of people are resting up, staying warm tonight because they're going to do the plunge. And he points to the flyer or the poster on the door. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. So we read it, excuse me guys, again with my snot nose, so professional. Um, I'm reading it and I'm like, we can still sign up. And it was for charity. And apparently this is like an annual thing. They do it on a, you know, obviously on a regular basis and it's for charity and you gotta, you gotta pay. And so I'm looking at my buddies. I'm like, you guys want to do this? The girls are like, nah, but we can go because it's a big party. There's food and music and, and whatever, but you have to dive into Lake Superior. They have lifeguards. And I'm like, well, has anybody ever died? The bartender's like, I don't think so. I mean, they, they rope off and not rope off, but they have like a, a designated area. They have lifeguards, they have boats, police are there, fire department. And I'm like, you just dive in and get out. And they're like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, they're like, but that water is 
freezing, like freezing. And it was like 50 bucks to sign up to get t-shirt and a medal. And then all that goes to charity, right? I mean, some people raise money leading up to it, but with it being last minute, there wasn't much, you know, raising of the money that I was going to do. Well, I convinced my other buddy who drove up there with me to do it. And then of course, Brian's like, yeah, I'm in. So the three of us pay this dude, the 50 bucks. Oh my God. He signs us up and I'm going to put you guys on mute for one second. So he signs us up. So we're signed up, right? And we've got to be there at 8 a.m. Now, they don't really have like, uh, I mean, even though there's a lot of people that we found out do this, it's not a situation like when you go to races and you have to be there at 8 and you might not race till 8.30, 8.45. They move people in and out fast. I mean, it, it can be dangerous, obviously, jumping in to Lake Superior uh, in February, but they are definitely prepared. We saw pictures and they definitely do it in waves to get people out of there. They have some teams and stuff, but we were going together, three of us last minute. So we were either going to be able to do it fast or who knows? Uh, we didn't know what to expect, but we were ready to jump. So we go back to the dorm after some drinks and you would think that maybe like, hey, let's go to bed. You know, let's just call it. Now, we decide to go visit the RA and say, hey, look, we're leaving, which we weren't supposed to do. Well, he wasn't. And we're gonna we're not coming back till, you know, tomorrow. RA's like, okay, I don't I don't want to know anything. See you guys later. You know, real, real safe stuff here. Because we found out that my buddy Brian was kind of dating this girl who was a little bit older than him, who lived off campus. And she had her own place and it wasn't that far, but it was closer to where the jump was going to be. She had just gotten off work. They talked and we decided to go over there. Cool. So we hop back in the cars. We bounce over to her place. She's got plenty of beer. We throw her some couple dollars and we just start drinking and playing poker and listening to music. And she's got a pool table. So we're playing pool and it's probably like me, Brian, my buddy I came up there with, um, his girlfriend, like four other girls. And we're having a blast. Like, we're having a blast. The drinks keep coming. We're drinking Labatt Blue. We're drinking crappy Bud Light and Budweiser. Ugh. But again, if you look at the time and where we were at, you got to take what you got to take. You know what I mean? Um, and you got to do what you got to do. You just got to do it. It's just the way it is. Um, and so we're having a good time. We're, we're, we're really having fun doing it. And it's getting late. It's getting late. And we should... Um, we should probably call it a night, right? Cause it's three, four in the morning. I didn't go to bed till five 30 <laughs> and I don't know how many beers later from the pictures. I know that they were lined up. I mean, they were lined up. Now it's water. I mean, if you're drinking Bud Light and Bud, Budweiser, uh, Budweiser, <laughs> Buzz, Budweiser, I can't talk. Then it's water. It's gross, but, um, we're drinking it anyway. So we get up and everybody's ready to roll with us. We didn't eat. I drank some water, showered, you know, drank a lot of water, had a cup of coffee on the way there. And we get to where this jump is in Lake Superior. Now, this isn't like you're walking to the beach and you can just, everybody can hang on the beach because some parts of Lake Superior, there's, there's cliffs and there's ice and, you know, whatever. 
we're this is a very specific spot to park at and this place is packed we're talking like 300 people from marquette well maybe they aren't from there but there's 300 people there and the fire department's there. The police are there. They've got the stage. The band's already playing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now, thank God it wasn't snowing, but it was cold. And after you drink all day or all night, I should say, and you're tired and you traveled eight hours and you're playing pool, you're a mess, right? And we're getting ready to go in this lake and we're watching these people. Some of these people had different outfits on. We saw Santa Claus. We saw people wearing tutus that were, you know, men and women, bikinis, some women that should think twice about wearing bikinis, some men that should think twice about wearing bikinis, uh, thongs, banana suits, uh, regular t-shirts and jeans. Some people had like scuba gear on, not gear, but like the scuba outfits on. We didn't really think about it. We, that was the one thing that we didn't think about. What were we, we just brought a couple towels, which was fine. Because they also had towels that we got that were from the event. So we're we going to jump in. We're all wearing jeans and hoodies. So we decided that we're just going to jump in our underwear. Because that's the logical thing to do. I mean, in all fairness, I, I don't know about you, but wet jeans are awful. Freezing wet jeans sound awful. And then what are we going to drive back in? Our underwear anyway? At least if our pants are dry, we can, you know let our beans hang out and, uh, you know, just go back to the, to the dorm or the house without underwear on. You know what I'm saying? That's, this is Brandon's logic and everybody seemed to agree with me. So it must've been a good idea. So that's exactly what happens. Now we check in, we have to show our ID. We check in, there's people drinking beer, there's coffee, there's hot chocolate, there's people grilling, and then we see somebody over there with a big, huge cooler and bottles. And I'm like, those are liquor bottles. So we go over there talking to him. I'm like, hey, man, can we buy a shot off you? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm here to give you guys shots. Like, I'm just, this is what I do. I've been doing it for so long. I donate X amount of dollars to the charity. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, this sounds great. No problem. So he has rumple mitts. Now, if you don't know what rumple mitts are, you've never been a bartender and you've never been a server and worked in the service industry. If you know what rumplements are and you think it's like peach schnapps, you're wrong because it's a hundred proof. Peach schnapps isn't, but yes, it does still have that minty flavor. So we do a shot of rumple warms us right up. We're getting ready to jump. We jump together. I cannot tell you the experience of hitting the feeling as we're running up there. The adrenaline takes over. We drop our pants. The girls hold on to our pants so they're not all gross and wet. And we stood for maybe less than a minute in our underwear. Yeah, shrinkage city on everything. I mean, I, I think if my legs could have shrunk, they would have shrunk. It's freezing. And we run into the lake. They blow the whistle, or I think it was an air horn, and we jump in. Because you jump off this little ledge. It's like a makeshift pier, so to speak. And you jump off it, boom. I hit the water, and I just remember turning into an icicle. Like, all I could think about was, like, an ice cube. And I was, like, in this giant mold, and I was now a human ice cube. 
And I remember it feeling like pins just sticking in me. like, And I, I just swam back up to the top and I hurried up and got out. At least I thought I was. In my mind, I was moving super fast. But the water's cold. Your body's in shock. And you're not wanting to, like your body's like done. Like, I don't want to move. I just want to preserve all the blood and protect my vital organs. I got out. Now, I had hair at the time. The water was frozen on my head. I literally looked like I was like Bob Marley with ice, like icicles hanging off my head. Like, you know, when you see like it, it rains or it snows and the water starts to melt and it drips off the side of a building and then freezes again. And those icicles are hanging off, not the big ones, but little ones. I had them all over my head on my nose. I mean, my nose hairs were frozen. Like I had to stick my finger in my nose and break apart the water in my nose. I, that's not a lie. They give us our towel. We go over to the other guy who's doing the shots. We do another shot. We take pictures. We get our clothes on. I ended up buying a hoodie. Even though I already had one, I bought another hoodie. I got a beanie. I mean, we were frozen. So we went into one of like mobile home areas and uh, get a bunch of, not mobile homes, like, uh, I don't know, whatever they are, trailers that they had set up. We get our all of our swag, our medals, and, and whatever. We hung out for a little bit, and then we just head back. And um, all I wanted to take was a warm shower. Because my body, for that short amount of time that I was in there, my body temperature, I, I felt like a corpse. I was just like, I am dead, and I never want to do that again. By the way, subsequently, I've done it again. But um, I'll talk about that another time, maybe. I know I mentioned it on Soundwave. Um, so anywho, we get back to the dorm. I'm taking a shower in their awesome public showers. You know, you want to talk about like a locker room. Like I forgot about that. I'm like, oh, great. So I do that. Let me go out and get a bite to eat. And the only thing we can start doing then is drinking. So we start drinking Bloody Marys, mimosas. Uh, we're hanging out. And then he kind of goes and show us some other some other stuff around like town, some other spots that he hangs out. We could go check out the football field. Um, his girlfriend had to work, but she said that we could just chill at her place. So we really did it. Uh, some of the other kids had some stuff they had to study. I say kids. I guess they were uh, that they had to study for. So they did that. We decide to just drink all day long. So the point that when evening came and his and mind you, we haven't got any sleep. His girlfriend got off work and she's like, all right, you guys just want to meet at the place. And we're like, dude, we can't drive. So she had to pick us up. We got all her stuff. We go over to her place and we're going to grill. So we've got steaks and burgers and, and hot dogs. And, um, some of the girls made some food and, and we're, you know, like, we're just going on. We're just going to have another night of drinking and pools and, and hot tubs and cause it's going to be even colder tonight. So we want to fire up the hot tub and you know, the five person hot tub and put 12 people in it, which is exactly what we did. So as the night progresses, we start playing, you know, truth or dare games. We start playing, you know, all the fun college games. We played Thunderstruck. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Thunderstruck, the ACDC song. It's a drinking game that it turned into a drinking game. And what you do is, Every time they they say thunder, you take a drink. So when he says thunder, you drink, but you keep drinking like it goes in a circle. So if it starts with me and the guy says thunder, I take a drink. And then when it says thunder again, I have to keep drinking 
until it says thunder again. And then the next person drinks until it says thunder again. Yeah, real smart stuff to do after we've been drinking all day. So as we're playing Thunderstruck, we get the idea that we want to go in the hot tub, but it's snowing a lot. Like it's snowing so much that we can barely see the hot tub. Well, then we decide, well, let's just go have a snowball fight because that is the next logical thing to do. So we not only have a snowball fight, if my parents are listening or any family members are listening, I, I suggest you move on. Um, we decide to have a naked snowball fight. Me, my buddy Brian, and the guy I go up there with. While we did that, the girls decided to film us. That's not a pretty scene, by the way. There is actual footage somewhere floating around, which I will not post and I don't have access to. And even if I did, I wouldn't post it. Floating around Michigan of the average Joe having an, uh, a naked snowball fight in Marquette, Michigan, at some random person's house. Well, at this point, we're numb, so we decide to just grill outside, which she had set up. The snow stopped, but it was, you know, significantly cold, and uh, we're numb, and we cleared out a spot, you know, and set up the grill some more, and she got the tiki torches out and the heaters out, and we just grilled naked. And our logic was that we were so warm from the booze, and now that we were accustomed to the cold, nothing bad was going to happen until Brian's toes started turning purple. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's because they're cold. No, it's because they were borderline frostbitten. So what do we do? Well, now we got to go in the hot tub and warm Brian up again. So we go in the hot tub with at least 10 to 12 people in there. I don't know how long we stayed in there. I just know that the water was almost empty. Like she was going to have to fill that hot tub up again. Because with the 12 people and the 17 bottles of beer behind my head or cans, we emptied that hot tub. Now, Brian didn't lose any toes, but his toes stayed a like a dark pink color for about a week, he said. He used to just, this was back in the days of MySpace, he had a toe photo album. I don't think you, yeah, I think you could do albums on MySpace. He had a faux total album. I just remember a faux toto, faux toto, a toe photo album. I just remember him every day taking a picture of his toe and posting it on MySpace, the progression till finally it came back to normal. So we essentially did the drunken nakedness, caveman-like behavior almost cost my buddy his toe. And it made perfect sense. I mean, that just seemed like the logical thing to do. So the next day we did finally go to sleep, but the next day we decided to take it easy and do like nature stuff before we drove back. It was cold, but it wasn't snowing. So we went to other parts of the lakes and we did a little small hike and we hung out and um, we did some shopping in downtown Marquette at these little kind of cool, like, you know, local stores. Uh, coffee, I got a really cool coffee mug from there that I don't have now. And it was really cool, man. I wish I still had it. I don't even know where it went. Uh, a beanie that I had up until a couple of years ago from there and a Christmas ornament I had up until about a year ago and it broke. And then we got really tired and we decided to watch a movie because they had a movie theater there. 
Well, they're movie theaters like the old school movie theaters. Two movies, a lot of student films. But they would have like different nights, like different theme nights, like, you know, Disney night or I don't know, whatever. This was, they were showing all the Lethal Weapon movies. I think uh, one through three only. I don't think they had four. So we decided to buy the ticket. It was $2 a person. I think if we wanted to see all three, it was $5, but we just watched the first Lethal Weapon. But they had like tacos there. It was their taco night or taco day. It was a dollar for two tacos. And they were pretty good. They weren't like badass street tacos. Oh, I just swore. Sorry. They weren't like, um, you know, like really legit street tacos, but they were good. Like the meat was really flavorful and like, you, like everything was cheap. I mean, cause again, it's Marquette, but it was also a college town. So we just watched Lethal Weapon, hung out, took a bunch of pictures, you know, uh, before we left. And we drove back uh, the seven and a half hour drive. And I remember this time uh, my my buddy who was driving, he drove all the way up there. But this time he was having a hard time. He was tired, which as he should be. I mean, we spent half the trip naked in the snow and I don't think we did anything but drink. some, And then we had coffee and water occasionally. But the bridge, and I think I talk about this on one of the other podcasts, we had to cross the Mackinac Island Bridge. Now, I told him I would drive the rest of the way, but I was not crossing that bridge at all. He had to do it. Well, this Mackinac Island Bridge was so backed up, and we couldn't figure it out. But we saw a sign that was flashing, like, you know, like those construction ahead signs. And it said, wind advisory, please tune in to such and such station. So we tuned into the radio station, and it was a, a wind advisory on the bridge. They had lowered the speed limit. Now, I don't know what the speed limit was, like 50 miles an hour or something like that, 60. They had lowered it to 30. So now it's going to take twice as long to get across this death trap because the wind was so strong that they were worried that if you were going fast, the wind could carry your car over because, again, true story, there was a car that got blown off the bridge before, not once, but twice. So since then they've, they've regulated and it gets super windy there with those storms coming in, especially in the winter time. Well, not only did we have to drive slow, we had police escort to make sure that we didn't break the speed limit. Could you imagine having that job? Like, okay, it sucks that you're a police officer in, you know, Marquette in that area. And there's state troopers anyway. I mean, it's, it's not local police and I'm not putting them down either, by the way, because I get it. Like, you know, everybody's got to have a job and everybody needs police. Um, but could you imagine that your job now is to drive people, essentially shuttle people and guide them across this six mile bridge that's super windy and can lift your car up. And you've got to make sure that these idiots don't go fast enough to fly off the bridge. It was this, it, it was scary. And they were only letting like one or two cars over at a time. They'd get to a certain point and then they'd let another car over. I swear to God, it felt like it, it took an hour to get across that bridge. And I, you can feel it. Like you can feel your car just like vibrating back and forth from the, the rivets in the bridge, which are open and you can see water beneath it. And you could feel that wind. I remember he drove like a, a white, maybe a Taurus. I don't know. Um, and I, I remember just feeling that wind just hit the side. I just, I literally put my head in my lap because I was like, I hate it. I don't know if I'd be that scared now 
I know I wouldn't be happy about it, but I've gone on pretty decent size bridges since. And it's not, I'm not nearly in that same position as I was back then when I was scared. Um, but I know I'm telling you the Mackinac Island bridge is, is a beast. It is a massive beast of a bridge. Um, sorry about that. Uh, if you heard that, but, uh, cause I just, I'm adjusting my microphone. It is a massive beast of a bridge that I would never, ever, ever want anybody to go across. I I'm telling you right now, if you don't know what it looks like, if you've been on it, Leave me your comments at lifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com. Um, if you haven't been on it, Google Mackinac Island Bridge just so you can see it and you can find out exactly, um, you know, exactly how dangerous it can be. And, and Google it. I think it was a Yugo, <laughs> which I don't even know if they make those anymore, that went across it the first time. And I think a woman who was driving, but unbelievable, scary, just scary. Uh, but after that, I drove the whole way home and then I think we just, we got home and I think I ate something and we just slept for days, you know, I mean, we were just done, but that was my only time ever to visit Northern Michigan university because since then, you know, he would come down and visit us and we never got an opportunity to come back. And then of course he graduated. I couldn't go to his graduation. My buddy did though. Um, and then he, I think he moved to Chicago, but it was such an, uh, a crazy trip that there was weeks gone by where we were still seeing pictures of us jumping in our underwear in frozen Lake Superior. There was pictures of me like pulling the ice cubes off of my, the, the ice sickles off of my hair. And then there was just random MySpace pictures that would pop up from the hot tub night or, you know, the naked snowball night. And I'm like, what is that happened? It was beautiful, though. Not the naked snowball fart. fart. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I can't talk today. Not the, uh, I told you guys, I, I always, I'm struggling with this podcast, man. I want to delete it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> because this is probably one of my worst podcasts I've done because I don't feel good. Ah, uh, whatever. But the area is beautiful. Again, not naked snowballing. That's That sounds like something else, actually. But Marquette is a beautiful beautiful city. I mean, it really is like Northern Michigan. It's, it's something I miss the most uh, out of Michigan. I mean, I can talk about Detroit all day long and I can talk about, you know, all the things that go on. But if you just go and Google Marquette, Michigan, it is really pretty because it's surrounded by some of the most beautiful landscape in the country. It's, the summers there are beautiful, but the history there, the history and the layout and the trees and like, oh my God, I'm stuffy guys. I'm dying. Um, I would think, I don't know if I live there. It's listed as one of the best places to retire and I could see why. I don't know at this age in my life if I live there. And another multiverse of madness, if I didn't have Luke and I didn't have obligations and things, I, it wouldn't be my number one choice, but I could see why somebody would want to go there because it is very pretty. It's dangerous. Uh, if you don't, if, I mean, if you don't know what you're doing and, you, and you're not equipped to handle the snow and stuff, but it is beautiful. I mean, seeing those leaves change and just looking at the, the market peninsula and how the landscape, you feel like you're in another country. And I, and, and that's the one thing besides all the drinking and the crazy stuff with the girls and the hot tubs and, you know, 
looking at nature, even in our drunkenness, we were appreciating nature. Even in our let's be naked and throw snowballs at each other, I was blown away because in the middle of it, we had a bunch of deer walk by us just like, oh, hey, guys, what are you guys doing? We're going to go eat. Uh, you guys are naked, by the way. And then there goes uh, like five, six, seven, eight deer, you know, or being able to 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 hear the, the wolves in the background or, I mean, that's no joke. Um, the birds, the owls, like everything that was there, it was, it's beautiful. And they were just there. It reminded me of like, I imagine that Alaska is like this, but uh, extrapolated by like a hundred. So I did take that away from it. Even in all the times that I've gone up North, I have, no matter what mood I was in or what stage of my life I was in, I've appreciated the beauty of it. And it still resonates today. It's a reason why I like to go camping. It's a reason why I'm drawn to places like Colorado and things like that, because I just, it, it is very peaceful and beautiful. And uh, it's why I want to do so much with my son in, in that aspect, but uh, maybe not the naked snowball fight. I, this is a podcast that, that, you know, he can listen to when he's like 30. Uh, he doesn't need to hear it anytime soon or see any pictures that I could possibly have, which I'm sure I do. So, but I, I do suggest that you guys take a, take a Google search and look at some of the stuff I'm talking about so you can reference it and you can see and you can understand. I'm going to go look for some of those pictures of us jumping in the lake and I'll post that. Uh, I did post a, a picture actually on Instagram. The cover that you see for this podcast is the hot tub, the, the infamous hot tub that I was talking about. Um, but I need to find the picture of us uh, jumping in the lake or at least after the fact. Um, and again, these aren't digital. So these are pictures of pictures, you know, back in the day when you had to like print them up yourself, could drop them off. We used to drop them off at Meyer, and then we got fancy. We got our own printer. It was so expensive though. The, the stuff, the Kodak paper to print up pictures, so expensive. Now it's all digital. So whatever. Well, thank you for suffering through the life of an average show podcast. I do apologize to all of you faithful listeners, friends, family. Um, I was excited about this story. I was not excited about re-recording this podcast. And yes, I had to re-record it. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. But thank you for dealing with my sniffles, my, my stumbling over words, my microphone issues. You would think this is my first podcast over here, but it's not. My voice is going. I got to get out of here. Anyway, thank you for listening to Life of an Average Show podcast. I'll be back next Wednesday. I got a great show. Oh, I'm very excited about this show. It's an awesome one, so don't, so don't miss it. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but come back. And don't forget to check out the Life of an Average Show podcast.com. You can check out the merch there, the blog. Uh, all the episodes of Trash Talk are right on there. All my links to my wonderful sponsors. Yep, my beautiful sponsors who take care of me. And speaking of beautiful, hey, my tattoo friends out there, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna go check this out. Okay, Lucky Thirteens Aftercare. That's right, tattoo aftercare. What's great about it is I've got a ton of product. They've got the aftercare balm, which protects your skin protects your tattoos, seals those colors in. Because naturally, I don't care how good of your tattoo is, how good of an artist is, you're going to lose that color. You're going to lose it. It's going to fade. You know, you. it's just life. You know, those tattoos can't look that way forever. 
unless you take care of them. And what's great about this aftercare is, and I've got before and after pictures, I use this stuff. This is not just me doing it because I'm there, you know, they're my sponsor. I use it. And the before and after pictures, they have made my tattoos pop. And I haven't gotten a tattoo in a long time. And this particular one that I used it on is probably about eight years ago. And now it looks like I got it last year. I mean, the it's a bold, bright black color. You can check out the before and after pictures on my Instagram, Life of an Average Joe podcast. But by all means, check out Lucky 13's Aftercare. Tell them I sent you. Get your discount. I post the link all over social media. So you can just click on that link and check them out. Um, or just go to lifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com and, and click on the link right there. And get your discount, man. Come on. Okay? We're not balling here. And if you sink that much money into your artwork on your body, your tattoos, those are pieces of you. You got to take care of yourself. Why would you waste your money and not take care of yourself? Invest in your artwork. You spend a lot of time and money on that. So check them out. These guys are great. And I'll be back next week. So thank you so much. Hopefully, uh, actually next week's episode, uh, I don't sound like this. I sound way better. So see you later, guys.